Well, hello and welcome to this, the one, the only, a fistful of hops radio show. This is the first ever episode. Uh, I'm your host, Roger Smith, and this week we're going to be talking about cask v keg. No, no, don't switch off. It's not the usual good, bad, the devil's invention, all that. What I actually want to talk about is a trend that I've seen in pubs that I've been going in, a trend that's been reported to me by people I drink with, that I'm seeing in regard to cask v keg. So that's what I want to talk about this week. I'll be up front and say I love kegged beers. I have absolutely no problem with them. I also like cask. I really don't want to come down on one side or the other. This is just my take on what's going on and the way that I approach it, just to give a debate, really. So, welcome. Thank you for joining me. Sit back. This podcast's only about 15 minutes long. Um, and I hope you enjoy it. So what is this trend? Well, twofold trend really. One, it's that there seems to be a perception that keg beer, or beer that's served via keg, is better, is higher quality than beer served on Hample. Alongside that, there seems to be a willingness amongst a large section of beer drinkers to pay more for a pint of keg beer than hand-pulled beer. Now, you can spit feathers at that, but it's a trend I'm seeing. I've seen it in various parts of the country at various times. And so I really want to look at if that is a trend, and I'm pretty sure it is, why that might be happening. So let me give you some examples of this trend that I'm describing. So, uh, friends of mine, Bingley Brewery, who are up in Bingley, about once a month they open their brewery, have brewery tap, serve their beers, lots of people come, really nice evening, um, and they asked me if I wanted to put one of my beers on, wearing my Asylum Harbour brewing hat. So I was pleased to do that. And now Bingley Brewery, put their stuff in cask. I, however, put all mine in keg. So we installed a keg tap up at the brewery and I took one of my beers up. And here's the story. So the brewery's open, it's a nice evening, there's about 60 odd people milling around, great atmosphere. There's four or five hand pulls on, which are bingleys, obviously. And then there's my keg tap, which is installed at the back of the bar. Four guys walk in, um, all in their mid-thirties. So probably slightly younger than the other people who were in there. Guy comes up to the bar and says, what have you got? And I said to him, well, is these coming from four or five that Bingley had on Hample? So we've got these, which are bon, bon, bon. And I said what they were. I said, oh, we've got one on keg, which... And before I'd even finished, he said, yep, four pints of that, please. I said, all oh, right, because it's... He said, yeah, that's fine. I didn't even... Ex- he didn't even know what it was. It didn't matter. Keg, I'll have four pints, please. And so he had them. And very nice they were too, obviously. But why would he? Why would someone instantly make that judgment? Yeah, there's the hand pulls. You explain them all to me. Keg, I'll have that. 
Now I saw it again. Um, I went out around a few pubs with my eldest son. He was 25, likes real ale, knows his beer. Well, he should do, he works in a brewery. And obviously, as his father, the law states that I buy all the beers all night. Do you know, I've never seen that written down, but apparently it's true. So we go out and, you know, we'd had some beer on Hample, and I don't know what it was, £3, £3.20 a pint, whatever. Um, he saw something on keg at the back that he liked the look of. So I asked the barman how much it was, and he said, uh, 5.20. 5.20? I mean, you know, I'm a man with a weak heart. You can't tell me that. Um, so I'm looking at the boy, and I'm like, 5.20 a pint? Then he just looked at me and just shrugged. And I'm like, what's with the shrugging? And he's like, well, it's keg, isn't it? And that was fine to him. He, had a, he did not blink an eye at that price difference. Even though the brewery he works at, they don't keg, and their beer is half that price. Um, he just saw that as normal. And I have seen that pattern repeated again and again. So, what's going on? So a quick break for one of my patented 10 second beer reviews, and then we'll find out. Lagunitas IPA, 355 mils, 6.2% ABV. I bought mine from Marks and Spencers, £2 a bottle, buy six, 25% off, was the offer that was running at the time. It's hoppy, it's well balanced, it's interesting. Why can't more UK breweries make beer like this? My verdict, buy it. Well, there's obviously some kind of perception thing going on. I was in the York Tap, waiting to catch my train, sat there with a pint. Two young ladies walk in, probably mid-twenties, got up to the barman, and she said to him, what have you got? And he said, what do you like? And she said, oh, I like, you know, sort of flowery, hoppy things. And he said, yep, yeah, fine. He pointed to a couple of handfuls, pointed to a couple of beers on keg, which ones did her and her mate go for? Yeah, I know what they went for. They went for the keg. And I fully expected them to. And they did. So why? Why do four guys walk into a, a brewery tap and simply take the stuff on keg irrespective of what it is? Why does someone who knows about beer, works in a brewery, not blink an eye when the keg beer is far more expensive than that that's on Hample? Why do a couple of young ladies who, you know, are not traditional real ale stroke craft beer drinkers why is it obvious they're going to go for the keg and they do i think it's down to the breweries who are using either keg or cask let me just flesh that out a bit there's about 1500 microbreweries in the uk at the moment with somewhere between one to two hundred opening per year it's a huge explosion and like anything else, you're going to get a spectrum. So on one, on one extreme, you're going to get breweries such as, I don't know, Brewdog, Beavertown, Colonel, Atom, all these, you know, Buxton, really pushing ahead, really at the forefront, and they know how to make beer. Right at the other extreme, you've just got chances who are jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah, a couple of lads, buy some crappy kit, Stick it in an industrial estate, get a white van, watch a few videos on YouTube. Oh look, we're making beer. And obviously in between those two extremes, 
you've got everyone else. At the moment, the people who are kegging are the likes of Colonel, uh, Buxton, Beavertown, Brewdog, you know, people who are at the forefront now. People who are just jumping on the bandwagon, people who are down the other end, are putting it in cask. It's easier. They understand it more, uh, less equipment needed, um, and, that's the, and so that's the route they're going down. Now, let's just look at how that plays out. And where better than down the pub? So, get your coat and let's go. So here we are down the pub. Now, imagine Pizza Public. Heard about real ale, craft beer, da da da. Read something in The Guardian. Wanders in. What's he going to go for? He doesn't know. So, try something off the hand pull, you know, a pint of old cock womble. Rubbish. Yeah, made by a couple of chances. I've just watched a couple of videos on YouTube. It's just homebrew, basically. It's just not up to scratch. And then he looks around and he's got, I don't know, Hard Knot or Wild Beer Co. on keg. Might try that. And it's good. Okay. What's that told him? Well, he now knows that he likes, I don't know, Wild Beer Co.'s beer. And he knows to avoid Old Cock Womble Brew in future. But what it's also done, at the back of his mind, the one off the hand pull wasn't very good, and the one off the keg was. So he wanders into the next pub, and in fact, I tell you what, I went in a real ale pub, it's a pub, they've got a brewery in the cellar, they make their own beer, a load of hand pulls on, and they had a keg tower. They had three taps on it, and the three taps were Odell's, over from the States, who are fantastic, Colonel, who were making some great beers, and I think it was Atom who are making good beers as well. So that's on their cake tower. So imagine Peter Public now. He's had a pint of Old Cock Womble, which was rubbish. He's had a pint of Hard Knot, which was good. Walks into the next pub on the cake tower. They've got Odell's, they've got Colonel, they've got Atom. It's going to be good beer. So again, try something on hand pull. Might be a bit rubbish, might be a bit average. But whatever he picks off that keg tower is going to be good. So it just reinforces it, doesn't it? It reinforces the idea that keg beer is better. It reinforces the idea, yeah, you pay more for it. Because it's better. Now you can argue until you're blue in the face and say, well, look, I can name you breweries, I don't know. Kellam Island, for instance, down in Sheffield. Traditional micro. They don't put stuff in keg, I don't think. It's all cask stuff and they make very good beer. Fine. You can always pick out these examples. What I'm talking about is playing the percentages. If it's the breweries who are producing good beer, who are at the forefront of innovation and excitement within the brewing world, if they by and large are kegging, the chances are if you pick something on kegging, you don't know what you're picking, you just pick it at random, it will be good. If you've got a whole raft of more traditional breweries who are only doing it in cask, and a percentage of those are Johnny-come-lately chances, then statistically, when you choose a beer and you don't know what you're choosing, there's a higher chance that you're going to pick something that's 
average or substandard. And if that's repeated again and again, then you get a perception that if it's on keg it's better, and if it's on hand pull, it's worse. So I think it's time we braved the elements, nipped back home, and continued the discussion there. So, see you back at ours. ridiculous weather. Now, this is not about picking out specific examples and saying, well, they're good and they do it in cask and they're rubbish and they do it on keg and all. It's not about that. It's about general trends and trying to explain why it should be that four guys walk into a brewery and take what's on keg without even knowing what it is. Why it is that you've got 25, 35-year-olds who are happy to pay more for beer that's on keg and who want beer on keg. It's not about arguing whether that should or shouldn't be the case because it is the case. It's not about arguing whether beer from certain breweries is better in a cask or better in a keg or whatever. It's about if that's a trend, what's the reason? Um, oh, I've got to actually, I've got to tell you this. I have to tell you this. I, when I'm talking about, you know, couple of blokes buying some crappy old kit watching a couple of videos on YouTube and off they go I was talking to a brewery they will remain nameless I mean they are, they're not very big but and I'm chatting to them about their I'll talk about temperature actually I'm, uh, I'm quite obsessed with temperature and I'm talking about strike temperatures and I'm talking about what temperature they've got their mash at and he went oh you know warmish I'm sorry warmish what do you mean warmish? Said, yeah, yeah, no, just sort of warmish. And I thought, is he sort of, does he think it's a big secret what his mash temperature is and so he's not telling me? No, no, just warmish. And I thought, what do you mean warmish? The thermometer was invented in 1709, right, by um, Daniel Fahrenheit. And I know that because I'm really dull. 1709. And I know that up north we can be a sort of bit behind the times sometime, but you know, what, 300 years? 300 years for the thermometer to make its way up the country, yeah? If you've got people like that, and you don't have to ask, do you? You don't have to ask if they're putting their beer in keg or cask. I've not tried their beer. I can guess what it tastes like. And it's going to be on cask. And it just reinforces that perception. Because you have a pint of a beer made by someone who thinks warmish is okay. You know, who thinks near enough is good enough. You compare that to, say, a pint of Odell's. You know, I mean, I don't know what the Tears of Angels taste like, but Odell's is pretty close, I reckon. Now, that can tell you that Odell's are far better brewers than that bunch of chances that I were talking to. But it, again, for that guy, that lady, stood at the bar, looking at this, thinking, well, that came off ample and it was rubbish, and that came off keg, and it were good. It just reinforces it. And I think that that's the underlying trend. It's who is kegging. It's not cask v keg. It's the kind of breweries who are kegging versus the kind of breweries who are putting it in cask. 
and that is not to have a go at some superb microbrews that are putting it in cask. It's to say that there are Johnny-come-latelys, there are chancers who've just got a transit van and a bit of brewing kit who are getting out there, putting their stuff in pubs, and it's bringing down the overall quality. But it's not bringing down the overall quality of keg because they're not putting it in kegs. So there we have it. It's not keg v cask, it's who's putting it in keg versus who's putting it in cask. Discuss. One last thing before I forget. If you want to get in touch, you can leave a comment on the website, which is www.afistfulofhops.co.uk. You can email me at roger, that's R-O-G-E-R, that's roger at a fistful of hops, again, all one word, .co.uk. You can find me on Facebook under A Fistful of Hops. And you can even use Twitter. And that will be on at A Fistful of Hops. So there really is no excuse. Now, back to the music. <laughs>